Hey everyone, this is Queer Time Podcast again, and instead, so if you tune into the first episode, it was for queer students, but instead, from now on, we're gonna have it just be two queer students, and the first Monday of every month will be one where it's all four of us. So on Tuesday, no, yeah. The nominees for the Oscars were announced, but the host was not. Originally, it was supposed to be Kevin Hart, but he had made multiple homophobic comments in the past, and then he hasn't really apologized for it. As a result, the Oscars dropped him as the host, and then they asked him again, but he refused. I Maybe out of like, respect for the Oscars? I don't know. Yeah, uh, this is very unfortunate to the Black queer community. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, who many regard to be a queer icon, forgave him, but some have seen this as an inappropriate stance to take. For example, George M. Johnson, a Black queer author who works for BuzzFeed News, wrote that, what would it have looked like if Ellen instead hosted Black queer activists to speak about the issues we are facing from white supremacy and its effects on how the Black community views LGBTQ people? Why not have one of us there with Hart to ask him the tough question she was unwilling to ask? What if Hart was pushed to consider the people who are Black and queer who are harmed by his words? In our community, anti-gay words often translate to action by others with violent tendencies. Uh, so Hart's what Hart said was his apology in 2015, he made a statement saying, I wouldn't tell that joke today because when I said it, the times weren't as sensitive as they were now. I think we love to make big deals out of things that aren't necessarily big deals because we can. These things become public spectacles, so why set yourself up for failure? Uh, so the nominees were announced, as we previously mentioned, for the Oscars. Five out of the eight Best Picture nominees are inclusive to queer communities. Yay! Uh, for example, A Star is Born, uh, Lady Gaga has always been seen as a gay icon since the start of her career, and this movie plays homage to that fact with her character, who plays at a drag bar near the star of the film. Uh, there is also Green Book. Uh, we don't know very much about this movie, but one of the characters, Don Shirley, is revealed to be gay towards the like, end. And is he like the main character? Or uh, yeah, one of the main characters. There's also the favorite, which I heard is a really good movie. Conversely, uh, the character of Lady Sarah Churchill is in a relationship with Queen Anne, uh, while the former's cousin Abigail competes for her affection. So I think Ooh. that sounds very entertaining. Uh, there's also Vice where Dick Cheney, who is a real-life American politician, he has a lesbian daughter, um, and Bohemian Rhapsody, where Freddie Mercury comes out as bisexual in the film. But anyways, this comes right off the heels of last year's Oscars, and where a fantastic woman, which was about a trans woman, and it starred a trans woman, it won Best Foreign Film. I still need to watch that. I, yeah. need, I need to find it. Uh, and then yeah. Mudbound became the first film nominated for Best Screenplay, and it was written by a Black queer woman. So next we're going to talk about LGBT representation in the media. And then this is going to be our... Opinion piece. Yeah. yeah. Well, we kind of had some of our opinions in that. <laughs> yeah. So, so just know that any, anything that we say, like, I think or I, I believe, that's our opinions. We don't represent... We're part of Carlmont, but our beliefs aren't what all of Carlmont is. Yeah. It could have similarities to people at Carlmont, but there will be people at Carlmont and within the journalism that disagree with us. So we're part of it, but we're not like... Representative of it. We're no, not the ambassadors. No, we're kinda, or, yeah, we, we yeah, we're not ambassadors. We are students from Carlmont. We are proud to be in the journalism program. We are proud to be delivering you this news. Yeah, so let's... Let's get, get into this. Okay, so one thing that I notice is like 
LGBTQ, usually it is like cis white men. Yeah. And it gets kind of annoying because. There's so many, you know, the LGBTQ community is very diverse. It doesn't doesn't come in just one, you know, package. When is the last time you heard anything about Asian LGBTQ? Like. Yeah. There needs to be more Asian LGBTQ. There needs to be more black LGBTQ people. There needs to be more Hispanic LGBTQ people. You hear and a movies. lot. You hear about a lot. Just in general, you hear about like black, white, Hispanic. You hear that a lot. Asian. Where are we? We kind of are just there. And this is one thing that yeah. I feel like we should have because in movies there aren't as many Asian actors. Like, and even if if it's there, sometimes they're just like villains or at the end of the jokes, and it's sometimes it gets annoying, but sometimes it's like wow, that Asian actor is really cool. And I think that just even in the LGBT, there isn't um, much about us. And I think part of that is the culture. Yeah. There definitely needs to be a lot more representation for LGBTQ people of color. There also needs to be more for asexual and demisexual characters that we can see people like Maddie on our screens. (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, there definitely needs to be more asexual and demisexual people to kind of remove the stigma behind it to kind of educate more people on the subject so that more people know what it is. Because I think that's like the most important part about representation, that people who might not have the opportunity to meet people, you know, LGBTQ people in real life know what they're like and know that, you know, they're normal people just like everyone else. Yeah, because in some religions, some cultures, like, it's not, you're not really alive. And so... I grew up with a mentality that, like, yes, I grew up in a, I went to a religious school, and got it. we had to read the Bible, yada, yada, but at the same time, like, now I'm not really religious, only because I've had so many, so many people trying to shove it down my throat, that I've kind of been turned off about, about it, and that can happen to LGBT acceptance as well. And with some people in the LGBT community, they just try to shove it down everyone else's throat. And that if you keep doing that, you're just going to make people hate you even more. You're going to create more homophobia if you do that. You're not going to get acceptance that way. You have to let everyone become comfortable in their own pace. Yeah, I think there's definitely like a problem with pride. Like we were talking about this earlier, how pride is always over, you know, objectified and sexualized it's like older gay men usually it's older gay white men like i have never seen a picture of an asian girl at pride i have never seen anything about non-binary bi pan it's always old gay Gay white white men this is one thing that i've heard so much oh you're not actually lgbt you're just in a phase yeah especially with like I'm pretty like some of you listening might know what I look like, but for those of you who don't, I do have more of an hourglass figure. So everyone thinks, oh, why are you not like, oh, how are you not binary? You look like a girl. And like, whenever I go to, whenever I'm wearing a dress, like, there's this one dress I have, you saw it. It's like yeah. one of those classic Hollywood ones, and it really shows off my figure. And, but I'm still non binary. I'm just because yeah. I'm wearing a dress and it's like a Marilyn Monroe dress doesn't mean, oh, I'm a cis female now. No, I'm non-binary. Like, yeah, there needs to be more. Yeah, we mentioned this. There needs to be more awareness towards pansexuality and non-binary genders and 
you know, there just needs to be more across the board. It isn't just the LGBT community isn't just one thing, you know, and, you know, as we were talking about objectification, LGBT women shouldn't be objectified as they are like in, Oh, oh yeah. Sluts. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for the little ones, but I have been called that before. Not just because of what I wear. Yeah. Like, and that's some of the stereotypes like on this there's a website called bisexual.org and there's an like an article called Users Guide to Dismantling Bi Stereotypes, Volume Two. And all I've been told almost all of these things. Have you? So one of these things is so you're bi, are you still into feminine things? And, <laughs> Maybe like, we shouldn't say the answer out loud. Well, yeah, no, I'm not going to say the answers. I'm just going to say, like, the questions. And yeah. Then... Okay, let's not say that. <laughs> oh, here's one. Does that mean you love gay things like musicals? Well. Believing in stereotypes, that's what that person that's is. That's the thing. Like, I don't listen to all gay music. Like, some of the music I listen to is completely straight. Yeah, I don't get why people think that, like, only, you know, queer people can listen to queer music. Like, I don't really listen to Troy Sivan and stuff like that. I've never been interested in those kind of artists. Like, I just, you know, I I prefer my own artists. Your music taste doesn't correlate with your sexuality. I mean, unless you're saying K-pop's, like, really gay. Actually, it turns gay sometimes. Uh, (laughs) But, like, my parents, for example, are cis heteros. They wouldn't be considered gay in the slightest, but they still listen and watch things that are gay. Yeah. Like my mom, my mom and I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race and Queer Eye. Yeah. So like you don't, yeah, you don't need to just watch. You know, if you're straight, you can like LGBT things. You aren't just LGBT <laughs> things aren't just made for LGBT people. Yeah, Queer Eye is a wonderful example. It's made for everyone. Yes, everyone to, can watch it. If like. If I, only if only queer people watching Queer Eye, that defeats the purpose no, of the no, show. No. The whole <laughs> point is to get people people to understand and to like more accept the um what the LGBT community more. And that's one thing that Karamo for those of you, it always says. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who don't know anything about Queer Eye, it's five gay men who help one. Makes one person sometimes they do men women originally it was straight men but that was in like the 80s yeah or now it's anyone so there's one for culture one for fashion one for cooking one for house design grooming for grooming all of them are fabulous but and all of them are different like spectrums like some of them you can't even tell that they are until like they tell you like karamo you can't tell. Jonathan, yeah. on the other hand, uh, yeah. <laughs> people like to believe in stereotypes. Not all gay men are feminine. Not all lesbian women are masculine. It's just it's such like a horrible thing to like believe that like someone's yeah. you know you know some the way someone represents their gender identity is correlated in any way to their sexuality because it isn't. And that's one thing like about trans. Like I've seen people like trans from female to male who still who wear dresses sometimes. And they're still, you still have to respect that they use he, him pronouns, yeah. even if they're wearing a dress. Like, 
just because like their identity isn't invalidated by what they wear because sometimes people don't always have the option to choose what they wear like some people are forced into a dress or forced into a suit by their parents no but even if they choose it yeah even if they do choose it it's their choice it doesn't involve you so don't judge yeah like sometimes there are some days where i wear dresses just for the heck of it and i'm still non-binary i still use they them pronouns even if i have a dress on uh, so now we can talk more about some of the movies and their LGBT representation. So Love, Simon last year is the first major studio film to have a gay protagonist, but some people felt like it missed an opportunity for more diverse representation. Having more queer people of color and having Simon be more aware of his privilege and having an accepting family would have been more realistic. As well, a trans character would have been welcome as they continue to be underrepresented. Uh, one of my personal main problems with the film was how in one scene, the character of Leo Burke treated as straight when she was bisexual in the books. Although she was not out yet, Simon's character assuming her sexuality was somewhat hypocritical to me, especially as he didn't want the same to happen to him. Other than that, I felt like the film was long overdue and was overall entertaining. Yeah, part of that, like, um, when, like, for me, I'm bi, right? And I'm non-binary and then female body. But whenever I'm dating, uh, whenever I have a boyfriend instead of a girlfriend, whenever I have a boyfriend, everyone's like, oh, yeah, now you're straight. I'm like, no, I'm still bi. But when I have a girlfriend, they say, oh, now you're lesbian. I'm like, no, I'm still bi. Yeah, people shouldn't assume people's sexualities. That's, and everyone's like, but you have a girlfriend or you have a boyfriend. How are you not, how are you not lesbian? How are you not straight? How are you still bi if you're dedicating yourself to this one person? Because I don't like to. Like you're choosing a person, not a gender. Yeah. Like one thing that I, cause personally I don't really find like, like polyamorous relationships, not to hate it. I, I'm fine with it, but personally I would never be in one. And yeah. It's just a personal one, choice. That's one thing that everyone, a lot of people assume by people do like a lot of people assume by people aren't loyal. One way I like to think of it is using the bi flag. So oh, yeah. it goes from pink to a it's a pink stripe, a purple stripe, and a blue stripe. And I'm going to say, I know this sounds really sexist right now, but it's a, it's a common thing. Pink being girl, blue being boy, right? And then purple being... Like, Everything in between, or a mix. Yeah. So here's you can have a preference. Like, yeah, it can be more blue than you, you can. Yeah, it's like the color pur- purple. And that's why it's bi. You can have more red, meaning it's a more purple. female preference, or blue, meaning more male preference. Ask anyone; it'll still be, be a purple. shade of purple, and that's what it is. Just because you have more boyfriends than girlfriends, or more girlfriends than boyfriends, doesn't mean you're not bi. You're still bi. You're still purple. Yeah. Okay, so next let's talk about Girl, foreign film that's soon to be on Netflix. So there's this article called Hollywood Sick Addiction to Trans Trauma, published by the Daily Beast. It's an opinion piece that reflects on how most of Hollywood's trans reperta- representation appears in the telling of their pain, such as in films of like Boys Don't Cry and A Fantastic Woman. However, the former two films not even hire a trans actor or a person Wait, I of the right Fantastic gender. Woman had it. Oh no, I was referring to Girl and Boys oh, Don't girl Cry. And yeah. I don't I haven't I haven't heard of either of those. I've only heard of Fantastic Woman. Yeah, that one was very highly praised. Uh so Fantastic Woman it had a trans actor, right? Yeah. And then Girl and Boys Don't Cry have did it. Um, 
trans don't have a trans actor. They have cis actors and they weren't even of the right gender. Wait, so it was a guy playing a trans girl and it was a girl playing a trans guy. What? Yeah, so it wasn't even the right gender. And these were people who were like going through transition. Their characters were, so they shouldn't have been played by someone of the wrong gender. Okay, that's that's messed up. Yeah. So there's also this GLAAD report, which showed that only 14 major studio releases had LGBT characters in 2017, and only 6.4% of queer series regulars in the 2017 to 2018 television season were LGBT. While bisexual women make up the largest subsect of the LGBTQ community, they and LGBT people of color are among the most underrepresented, typically overshadowed by cis white gay men. Anyways, on a way to end this, um, it is important to remember that some people are not comfortable with change. The LGBTQ community is ready for representation, but others may not be. We should try to be patient with those who are less understanding. Yeah, to some people, it's weird and unnatural. Like, and that's in a lot of religions and just a lot of beliefs because that's how people grew up. And you have to remember that if we want to be treated equally and not discriminated against, we have to respect that total acceptance might not come as soon as we hope. We have to be patient. You can't just expect everything to, to come. change immediately. Like, yeah. You can't expect everything to be like that. It ha- You have to wait. And that's one thing that even with religious tolerance that you have, you can't shove it down other people's throats. You have to be patient about it. Yeah. Eventually we'll all be seen as equal, but until then we shouldn't be rude to people who don't share the same beliefs, beliefs. or acceptance or tolerance as us. And yeah. With that, have a wonderful rest of your day and thanks for checking out Queer Time Podcast.